If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Three, two, one. We have ignition and liftoff. Hello and welcome back to the Space News Pod, your daily source for space, science, and tech news. The International Space Station is disgusting it is filthy it's as dirty as a gym and that is because there's a new paper that has just been published in the microbiome journal and it's titled characterization of the total inviable bacterial and fungal communities associated with the international space station surfaces that's a long title for a paper i mean they could have just said the space station is gross and here is why well, there's herpes on the space station, dirty toilets, things like that. And the researchers uh, for the ISS, well, they're from NASA, and they basically said that the things that live on the ISS are the same things that live down here on Earth. They presented a complete catalog of all the bacterial communities that thrive aboard the ISS. And of these bacterias on the ISS, well, they're known to cause horrible infections in humans. You ever heard of staph infection? Well, that makes up 26%. The bacteria that causes staph infection makes up 26% of the bacteria aboard the International Space Station. And the author of the study, who's a postdoctoral researcher at Washington State University who collaborated with NASA, JPL on the paper, said that they're not sure if these strains will cause uh, diseases in humans. And they said whether these opportunistic bacteria could cause disease in astronauts on the ISS is unknown. This would depend on a number of factors, including the health status of each individual and how these organisms function while in the space environment. But these bacteria didn't come from space. They're not born on the space station. They've come from Earth. They've come from the things that we sent up to the International Space Station. They come from the astronauts that are on the International Space Station living there. And they're just passengers that have traveled to the ISS from Earth. And 68% of the bacterial uh, the team cataloged are present in the human gut microbiome. But many of these bacteria also dwell on the surface of our bodies. So when the astronauts touch things in the ISS, they could be transporting them from their bodies onto the surface of, say, a keyboard or, you know, something that they work with on a daily basis. And when you're on Earth, when you're working on Earth, a normal human being that's on Earth, your immune system can usually fight these things off on a day-to-day -day basis. But in space, well, this, these odds are stacked against us and unnatural cycles of light and dark, that kind of messes with things. It upsets your circadian rhythms, which can lead to health complications down the road. And more evidence is making it clear that our immune system can't handle um, these kind of conditions in microgravity. And the lead study author said that specific microbes in indoor spaces on Earth have been shown to impact human health. This is even more important for astronauts during spaceflight as they have altered immunity and do not have access to the sophisticated medical 
interventions available on Earth. And so far, these bacteria haven't been known to harm any humans on the International Space Station yet. But they're going to monitor them, and they're going to make sure that they stay safe for humans. I'm going to take a quick break and say thank you so much for supporting the podcast. Thank you, everybody, on Stitcher. There's been a really big turnout on Stitcher lately. I appreciate you all for hanging out and listening to cool space science and tech news. So make sure you subscribe if you like the pod, because I do it every single day of the week. Oh, yeah. We've reached a huge milestone, too. 70,000 plus people have listened to this podcast, and it's all because of you. Thank you. Thank you so much. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This next segment is called Down to Earth. It's about things that happen on our home planet. And this one is a pretty cool one. There's a frog with glowing bones. Yeah, you heard me right. Glowing bones. Their bones glow in the dark. They glow blue under ultraviolet light. This little frog, it's smaller than a nickel. And it's called the pumpkin toadlet. And it's from Brazil. It's bright orange and it's deaf to the mating calls of its own species. And scientists have long wondered why they can mate. Like, how do they how do they talk to each other when they're going to mate? And they think they figured it out. The pumpkin toadlet's back and head glowed blue under ultraviolet light. And the UV light show could help these toadlets find love in the dark. Researchers still need to figure out whether the frogs can actually see it, though. And the glow comes from a surprising source, which is a fluorescent skeleton shining through translucent patches of the frog's skin. And if the pumpkin toadlet can't see UV light, well, the researchers have been speculating that the glowing bones may serve to warn off predators of the toadlet's toxicity. Sandra Gout, who is the postdoctoral associate at NYU Abu Dhabi, who led the study, said the fluorescent patterns are only visible to the human eye under a UV light. And in nature, if they were visible to other animals, they could be used as intraspecific communication signals or as reinforcement of their aposematic coloration, warning potential predators of their toxicity. And they go on to say, however, more research on the behavior of these frogs and their predators is needed to pinpoint the potential function of this unique luminescence. Pumpkin toadlets live in Brazil's Atlantic Forest, which is one of the most degraded and endangered natural regions of the planet. And as little as 3.5% of its primary forest remains, as vast tracts have been cleared to make way for soy, cattle, and sugarcane. And the pumpkin toadlets, they're not really in danger quite yet. They inhabit a portion of the Atlantic forest along the coast that has largely escaped deforestation due to a network of protected areas. And that means that there should be plenty of these toadlets to study in the future so they can figure out why they have glowing bones. I want to say thank you for taking the time out of your day to spend it here with me on the Space News Pod. I appreciate all of your support. 
And if you want to support the show more financially, you can go to patreon.com slash space news podcast or just keep listening to the show. The best way to support it, subscribe and listen. This has been the Space News Pod. My name is Will. I've been your host and I will see you soon. Yeah.